Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you are watching us on YouTube, remember to like this video and subscribe to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel. I am Blair Angulo. I am joined by National Recruiting Analyst Alan True. We are here to reset the board across the Midwest region, looking at the top five uncommitted prospects in the region heading into the season. But first of all, Alan, I must ask you, how are you doing? doing well football's back high school football's back we got a little taste of college football and it's uh, starting to feel a little bit like fall in some of these michigan mornings so i don't mind that too much okay yeah we have no weather out here it's still 90 plus 95 i was in vegas last weekend for that big bishop gorman loss uh, a modern day game in, in vegas nevada and, and it was 110 when i got off the flight so uh no fall weather no no leaves changing out here the cactus remains sweating well that's i i would not want to trade places with you but it, it does it's starting to feel a little bit like football here we get like it feels like fall in the morning and then it feels like summer in the midday and then it feels like fall again at night so we get a little bit of both yeah it's very nice uh I envy you, and I envy obviously everyone across the country that does experience the the uh, the seasons because we don't get those. The only indication for me that college football is back is my line of work. Honestly, you know, we get fall previews, we get uh, in recruiting the official visits. Players are now hitting the road again to to check out their options, uh, and that's what we're going to get into here. There are the the five top uncommitted prospects in the Midwest region that we will get into, and let's kick it off. Uh, Alan with Malachi Coleman. Uh, he's an athlete from Lincoln East in, in the state of Nebraska. The crystal ball right now, Alan, has five to the hometown Nebraska Cornhuskers, but Malachi Coleman will take some official visits this this season. Yeah, he will get to Ole Miss. He's already been uh, on some official visits in the summer. Michigan was one of those. Oklahoma's a school here, too, that I would not necessarily count out. They seem to be hanging around in this race. Uh, and, and, you know, the thing with Nebraska right now is they're in some flux. We happen to be talking on a week right after they just lost their first game. Um, there was a social media post from his family about some of the uh, Nebraska fans and the way they were talking about him on the message board now exactly how much that's going to affect his recruitment i don't know yet either of those things uh, i do think that they're going to be obviously keeping an eye on nebraska's season and so you know that, that that a lot can change between now and october 22nd which is the date that he is going to make his commitment so you know the crystal balls are on nebraska uh, i have a pick there i still think they're the team to beat but this isn't a layup for them 
Yeah, Malachi Coleman, 6'5", 205, uh, listed as an athlete, number four nationally, according to the 24-7 sports rankings, number six, 76 overall uh, in the top 24-7 and the top-rated player in the state of Nebraska. Uh, there are official visits locked in October 1st to Ole Miss, USC, September 17th. In your conversations with Malachi Coleman, his family, and those around him, what are some factors as he continues to navigate through the process, especially considering, right, that in a way he's been thought of as a Nebraska lean heading into the season? Yeah, I mean, I I think they're a very close-knit family unit, and I think that wherever he's going to go is going to be a place that, that he feels really comfortable and know that a lot of recruits say that. But I think with him, uh, if you're going to be going further away from home, that's going to be a big part of it. So that's what I think USC and Ole Miss and some of those schools need to do is build the kind of relationship with him and his family that creates that comfort and that feeling that, yeah, we can leave Lincoln, we can leave the state of Nebraska, and he's going to be okay. Obviously, I think development's a big part of it because he does have so much upside. He does have versatility. He does uh, have the ability to play multiple positions. He could project anywhere from wide receiver to outside linebacker to maybe he even puts on a bunch of weight and plays another position. But I think at the end of the day, if, if you're trying to beat the hometown team, the biggest thing you can do is make him and his circle feel very comfortable with their surroundings and give them that quote unquote recruit speak home away from home. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. It's a very interesting point that you bring up about his versatility. He can do a little bit of, of everything on, on both sides of the ball. And when you think about a player that's making a decision and is still considering maybe some new staffs like USC, right, which are just making pitches, but there hasn't been any tangible, you know, examples of how they would use him because this is a new staff and they haven't had any games to showcase what they're going to be able to do at at USC. How much do you think he looks at what's happening on the field, not only at SC, but obviously at Nebraska, at Ole Miss, at some of these other schools like Oklahoma that he still considers? Yeah, I mean, I I think that that has to be a factor. Um, He is, in my uh, any speaking with him or uh, anyone else on our staff that's spoken with him, you know, that hasn't come up as like, the, I don't know that that would be the primary reason, but it certainly has to factor in. Um, I still think though the, the the feelings of comfort and fit will be most important, but certainly when you have a player like this who can fit in so many different roles on a team, uh, I think that that matters. And I do think that when you look at some of the, the new staffs that he's looking at and some of the teams that he's looking at, the season does have some ability here to affect different things because Nebraska is a little, I think going into the season was a little bit of an unpredictable kind of school. USC, because of the newness there, is a little bit unpredictable. So there are some schools here that I think uh, he's going to have to watch in the fall to see how they're progressing. Malachi Coleman, the top uncommitted prospect in the Midwest region. Uh, Let's move on to the next one. That would be Jeremiah Love. Uh, He's an athlete as well. Uh, Plays a little bit of running back. Um, uh, He's from the state of Missouri, Christian Brothers College. The crystal ball right now has one prediction to the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. He did take four official visits in the month of June. Alan, what's the latest with Jeremiah Love? Yeah, so uh, if you did make me put in a prediction, I would join Steve Wolfong on Notre Dame, but I do think Texas A&M is right there. They've been uh, nipping at the Irish's heels for a little bit now, and I think they've they've closed the gap a little bit in the summer when they were able to get him on campus, I think, make him feel comfortable with how they were going to use him. But Notre Dame still remains the team in the lead, and uh, his dad came out and said that. Um, Jeremiah has said very positive things about Notre Dame. Notre Dame's doing a really good job 
recruiting him. And so, you know, they're the team I think to beat right now, but I'm, I'm definitely not counting out A&M. And I think they still have enough of a chance to where I haven't felt comfortable firing in that pick yet. Yeah, Notre Dame uh, obviously has a lot going for it with a, a top recruiting class in this 2023 recruiting cycle. A&M had historically the best class last year, but I think all the star power or most of it was on the defensive side of the ball. What, Where does Jeremiah Love project? Is is it at running back if he were to go to College Station? Yeah, I think at first a lot of schools were recruiting him as a pure tailback. And then there were some schools that came in and said, athlete, maybe we'll play you at safety. And now I think that the projection pretty clearly is offensive side of the ball. That's going to be some running back. That's going to be some slot. He's now shown that he can catch the football. You can hand it to him on on jet sweeps as well as as a traditional tailback. So I think he's talked about this sort of versatile offensive role as a running back slot hybrid kind of guy. And I think both Texas A&M and Notre Dame are recruiting him that way. We didn't really mention any other schools with him. I do think those are the top two. There's some schools like Michigan that are still hanging around in this. But right now, I think it's A&M and it's Notre Dame uh, as the top two. And both of those schools are recruiting him very similarly as far as position and how they would use him on offense. Yeah, Jeremiah Love did take official visits, four of them in the month of June. He kicked it off with Texas A&M on June 3rd. Third, uh, and he was at Notre Dame on June 17th. When you look at the rest of his recruitment and what, what could be next, have you gotten any, any indication of him hitting the road or going out to some college games and and, and being able to experience the, the game day atmospheres? I think that's possible. Um, he's first couple of weeks of the year, he's played in some big kind of spotlight games. They just came over in Ohio and played in the Hall of Fame Classic. They are in the Gateway Classic that's hosted at East St. Louis this weekend. So it's made him um, making it tough for him to get on the road for those games. Um, but I think later as the year moves on, uh, you could see him on some college campuses. Although I think at this point, he's seen a lot of what he needs to see. And when I talked to him in the summer, he had mentioned a summer decision, then he, he was saying sometime in August. That hasn't happened. So it's clear to me that he's still not entirely sure. Otherwise, I think he would be committed by now. So if he feels the need that he, he needs to get out to some of these places and see games at them, because he, he didn't, he wasn't really this heavily recruited guy last fall. A lot of this came after the season. So he hasn't seen a game day at the schools that are recruiting him. So, so I think it's possible that he will feel the need to go do that. Although, he, uh, as of my knowledge right now, he hasn't said anything. Up yet. Yeah, Jeremiah Love, number seven athlete in the top 24-7 rankings, uh, 87th overall nationally, and number four among this, the players in the state of Missouri. We're going to continue our conversation on the top five uncommitted prospects across the Midwest region. You are listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
We are back on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Blair Angulo joined by National Recruiting Analyst Alan True. You can follow him on Twitter at Alan True. Let's continue our conversation, Alan, on the top five uncommitted prospects across the Midwest region with Jair Hill, uh, another athlete, but maybe has some projection on the defensive side of the ball at cornerback uh, from the state of Illinois. Right now, there is one prediction to Michigan. He did take three official visits already in the offseason. What's the latest on Jair Hill? Yeah, so first I do think that he's probably going to play defensive back in college, likely a cornerback, maybe safety, but has some offensive uh, ability in his background and return ability as well that gave him that athlete tag. He just took a visit to Illinois, saw their opening uh, zero-week win over Wyoming. Illinois is a team to watch here, and uh, I don't have the crystal ball pick in. You did mention the one pick for Michigan, and he does like Michigan, has been to Michigan several times. They've recruited him for a long time, but Illinois was his first offer. Uh, They were his first college visit I believe for a game he was at their first game last fall was at their first game this year they've recruited him really hard they've been to the school quite a bit Illinois is doing everything that they need to do to get him if they don't end up getting JB because of any fault on their part or anything they didn't do they've done everything they need to do to put themselves in this race so Illinois may even be the team to beat at this point. I'm not entirely sure about that, but I do like where Illinois stands. Uh, There's some schools out of region that have crept in. He really likes Washington. I think there's a chance that he gives them a closer look. Auburn came in a little bit later, but I think he's intrigued enough by them to want to give them another look. So I would say those four right now are the ones that most have his attention, but I think the door's still open for other schools to come in as well. Yeah, he did take those three official visits, was able to get out to Washington, did get out to Illinois, uh, and did take uh, himself out to Michigan for an official as well. Uh, As you look ahead, you know, is this a decision that could come closer to the early signing period in December? Do you think that maybe he'll begin to hit the road and, and, and check off the final boxes? Do you have a time frame for when Jair Hill could come off the board? He has always been very non-committal about when he wants to make a decision. It's just going to be when he feels like it. So I, I do think that this one could, of the guys on this list, this one could be the one that takes the longest. It wouldn't surprise me if he took most of the fall or did this a little bit closer to December. I do think um, with him getting to Illinois last week that it shows he's going to hit the road and he is going to get to some games this fall. That's That was the only one on the books for right now, but wouldn't surprise me to see him pop up in Ann Arbor for a game um, in Michigan sometime soon. He does have some Saturday games on his own schedule, so he's going to have to work around that. But this one is very fluid and I think will take a little bit of time here for him to figure out. He's definitely not one that's wanting to rush this call. How big is this season for Illinois? Because you mentioned Michigan in, in the mix, right? Coming off a of college football playoff appearance. You, you take a look at Washington, and, and if he is going to be a corner at the next level, which you know you believe is the case, they've been at the forefront of NFL development over the last few years, uh, if you look at the, at the data and, and the stats. Uh, but with Illinois specifically, I mean, how big is this season for them to be able to make an impression on Hill and, and some other prospects? I think it's really big. I think that they've done a really good job in recruiting, of attacking the right guys, of um, getting themselves into the race for guys like Jair Hill. Um, They've done uh, an exceptional job in the Midwest and specifically in their home state of being in on some battles that previously I don't think they would have been in on before Brett Bielema got there. And so I think the missing piece for some of these kids is just to see what the direction of the program is like, what the progress is going to be like under Brett Bielema. And so if they can can win a few games, so far so good Uh, in that quest, I think that that's 
that's going to go a long way with them. Uh, with a guy like Jair Hill and maybe even being able to circle back around on some in-state guys that they missed on the first time. Jair Hill, the number two rated prospect in the state of Illinois, number 13 among cornerbacks in the top 24 save rankings for the 2023 class. Let's move on to the next guy, Marvin Brooks Jr., also from the state of Missouri in St. Louis, Cardinal Ritter College Prep. And if you look at the crystal ball, Allen, a couple picks already for Ole Miss for the composite four-star safety. Yeah, I like Ole Miss. Uh, I think that they have done a really, really good job of recruiting him as well. And they're a, a school that I think can offer him uh, potential early playing time and, and a fit in the SEC. That said, there's some other schools in this mix. He named a top five that also had Oklahoma, LSU, Missouri, and Texas A&M in it. Missouri's the in-state school. They've done a really good job of recruiting uh, the state as well as the city of St. Louis. So I would never count them out here. Eli Drinkwitz and his staff have done a really good job on some of those guys. Even gotten some of them uh, as bounce backs that they didn't get the first time around. But when you see guys like, you know, Luther Burden and Dominic Lovett and guys like that on their roster, They've had to come from behind in some of those recruitments, so I would never close the door on them. And a Missouri kid, Texas A&M, there are some St. Louis ties there. Their star safety, Antonio Johnson, is from the city of St. Louis, and so they've, they've already got the development of one St. Louis safety down. Um, I, so I, I think there's still room here for some of these schools to make a move on him, even though right now the Rebels hold the 24-7 sports crystal ball lead. Yeah, he did take three official visits in the summer, leaving a, a couple spots open for for the season. Do you anticipate him taking those two officials before he makes a decision? I think that that's a good possibility. I think he left those open for for the possibility of fall. And I think he's obviously he's not committed yet. So there's still some schools that he wants to see, still some things that he needs to figure out in his recruitment. So I do think that there's a chance, that, a good chance that he uses those final two. Yeah, a lot of SEC schools you mentioned, even future SEC member Oklahoma. Uh, how does he project? What do you like about his game and how he would fit in that conference? Well, first of all, he's six foot two, 190 pounds. So I think uh, he has the measurables to stack up. You know, that league is full of big, fast, athletic people. He's going to fit in uh, right there profile wise. He's uh, been a multi-year starter at a good school, been really on the radar and playing for them since his freshman year. There's good competition too. It's not like big school ball in Missouri, but there are a lot of the top recruits in the state have uh, come through that conference. He practiced against Luther Burden in practice for his first two years. He practices against Michigan Commit. Frederick Moore. Now he has seen top level receivers and offensive prospects. And so he's going to come in with a lot of experience and is going to be very well schooled in addition to that size. Marvin Burks Jr., a top 30 safety nationally, according to the industry generated 24-7 sports composite. Let's wrap this up, Alan, with Jamarian Harkless, uh, a defensive lineman from the state of Kentucky, uh, number four in the state of Kentucky, according to the 24-7 sports rankings. Did take an official visit to Illinois during the summer. Has two upcoming official visit dates. What's the latest on Jamarian Harkless? Yeah, so he was committed to Illinois. And he's one of the guys that I, we mentioned, you know, if Illinois has a good season, maybe they can come back around on a guy like him who was a big piece of their class. But, you know, since he decommitted, he quickly set official visits for Ole Miss and Auburn. I think those two schools have come on strong here. Ole Miss in particular has been recruiting him very hard. They get the first official visit crack at him this weekend. He has mentioned trying to get to Michigan and in-state Louisville would be the two other schools that he mentioned to me that he might want to get to. He has not set those visits yet, but I could see him taking an official visit, at least in Michigan, because that one's a little bit harder for him to get to. So right now, Ole Miss and Auburn will get the first two cracks at him following his decommitment from Illinois. And uh, he's got his eye on the SEC a little bit. 
Yeah, a player that you mentioned had already been committed. What's the the next step for him in terms of a time frame? Is he going to play it slow? Do you do you envision him taking his time this second time around? Well, I think he is going to make sure that he makes the right decision. Uh, he did quickly set those first two officials, and they're the first two weekends of the season. So I think he's getting right to it and is going to you know, start to move through this process once again. We'll see if he does get to those other two schools, Louisville and Michigan. But you know, I, I do think that with him setting those official visits as soon as he, he did, it shows that he wants to get this thing moving. And so no actual timeline from him as far as when he wants to commit. But I don't necessarily think he's one that's going to drag this out any later than he needs to. Alan True, always delivering the goods. Thank you so much for joining us, Alan. Yep, appreciate it, Blair. All right, so there you have it. The latest on the top five uncommitted prospects across the Midwest region. We've knocked out the Midwest. We've knocked out the West Coast, also the Northeast. So stay tuned for the next two episodes uh, focusing on the Midlands region, Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, as well as the Southeast. You're not going to want to miss that one. For all the latest on your favorite college football program, make sure you stay locked in to 247sports.com. We're going to bring you all the latest recruiting buzz and information as college games get underway this 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 weekend uh, for Alan True and our producer Lance Glenn I am Blair Angulo thank you so much for listening to this edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast